Shelf Pleasure contains strong language and descriptions of sexual acts and violence. It is intended for mature audiences, and listener discretion is advised. Additional themes may be discussed that listeners find triggering, and we encourage all listeners to check the episode descriptions for content warnings to decide if this podcast is right for you. Salutations, smut lovers. You're listening to Shelf Pleasure, a podcast about, well, you know, fucking. It's about smut. Smut. It's about smut. It's in the books. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. I I, I didn't think that joke through and that I was like, wait, no, uh, it is, but in liter, but reading about fucking. Yes, literary fucking. fucking. Yes. (laughs) I'm really (laughs) on top of my game right now. (laughs) We are your hosts, Kelsey. And Krista. And we are finally getting around to something that we've been talking about for a while now, finishing a series. (laughs) This week- We are capable. Yes, we do do it sometimes. Uh, And this week, we're going to dive back into Sierra Simone's Priest series with Sinner. So if you are still reading or you haven't started yet, maybe just hit your friendly neighborhood pause button because we're going to spoil the absolute shit out of this book. Yeah, we we can't be tamed. No. Now, if you give neither a hoot nor a toot about spoilers, please (laughs) proceed. Uh, (laughs) Hoot nor toot is so cute. (laughs) It's the antithesis of what we normally say on here. (laughs) We're going to go over some quick specs on the book before going through a summary of major, and let's be honest, a lot of minor events in the book, and then we'll polish everything off with final reviews. Although we basically give you the reviews during summary because holding in our opinions is just like asking us not to breathe. Um, So we cannot do it. But please remember, these opinions are, are just that, and it's never ever to personally attack your tastes. I know myself. I have questionable tastes. You don't have to believe what I say. But, um, like, aside from a book doing actual harm, which we try very hard not to even cover here, we're not going to shit on you for your preferences. Like, love what you love. Fuck everyone who tries to make you feel bad about it. Yeah, and contrary to popular belief, you and I don't always have the same opinion. We don't. This is actually a banner episode where we finished a book and had very different perspectives on it. Yeah. So, I'm I'm very excited. excited. Ah, twins yay um, <laughs> i also thought i'm actually surprised that it took us this long to have like this differing opinions i feel like we have differing opinions but usually our ratings are around the same yes um but we won't tell you just yet you're gonna Who's i mean you're gonna find out in about in about 30 seconds <laughs> so i but I, I wish there was a way that we could take bets on who like people could take bets so we could they could vote to see who they think will rate higher and who will rate lower. Maybe we should start to do polls oh on Instagram. God. That's a good idea. Who's gonna we should really put out the um, over under. Like what our final ratings are after the episode I've too. I'm thinking that or like if there's a way I wanna look up to see if there's a way we could put online, like or like on a certain website like you can link for like, oh shelf pleasure like a story graph or something, if we could have a shelf pleasure one and then we can have, but I think it's tough with like both our ratings. I could do a graphic for us that mm-hmm. has, has like just our collected like reviews so far. Um, backlogs are going to be a little tough. They'll have to exist elsewhere, but we can put them up on Instagram to make it easier for people to see kind of what yeah. we thought about things. I, I think it's a, it's doable. Yes. We just have to actually do. And I also think like sometimes I rate things on here and then I go back and I'm like, hmm. I change my ratings on my sometimes <laughs> on like online. I'm like, eh, actually, I this was higher, this was lower. Yes, his like time is either very kind or very unkind to what I read. Because sometimes I'll think back and be like, 
that was bullshit. Why was I so nice to it? Or the opposite where I'm like, yeah. I was very cruel. Sometimes I'll read, yeah, sometimes I'll read things and then I'll read something else later and I'll be like, oh, I should have been nicer to this because this actually is worse. So uh, before we get too far into this one, do you have any editor's notes to go over from last episode? Nope. Where we talked about the princess trap. Nope. Okay. No I don't notes. I don't either, except to tell everyone to read The Princess Trap because it was really yeah, fun. Very fun. Um, I'll just keep recommending that. So so please enjoy uh, more of Talia yeah, Hibbert's work. I feel like it's about like, summer starting. It's a good summer. It's a great read. little diversion. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. So then actually getting into this week's read, Sinner is book two in Sierra Simone's Priest series, and it centers on another one of the Bell Brothers. They can all technically be read as standalones, and on her website it says, like, you. she recommends you start with priests, but you can really do whatever you want. Uh, but they are all linked by theme and family, so we're calling it a series. And yeah. the series is taboo erotic romance, but it's specifically centered on religion, mostly being Catholic and feeling very guilty about being Catholic. Uh, <laughs> just a little the bit. Catholic guilt is uh, strong in this series. It's very real. So um, if, you, if you are if you are a lapsed Catholic, uh, some things will feel like a self call out. Yeah. Um, I would love if you because you just shared this with me. If you would start us off with your notes on the prologue. Oh, my notes on the prologue are nothing of note. <laughs> it's nothing. Agreed. This is one. I feel like it's kind of different. Whereas, like the priest prologue, if I'm remembering it correctly, I could go back and check my notes. But I'm it was sure. real hot. Yeah, like it starts off like in like something is actually happening. Like it's in the middle of like it's a his scene confession. And, yeah. Whereas this one, it's just like Sean Bell talking about how he's a sinner yes. and like doing like a kind of stereotypical like oh i'm a bad guy like, yeah you're gonna romance hear novel thing a lot that's a lot um even though as the story goes on you're like dude are you are you a bad guy or are you just the oldest sibling <laughs> so then getting like, yeah are you are you a sinner or are you the oldest sibling it's like that thing. we'll find out yeah so then getting right in, into things meet sean bell he is a good-looking millionaire with perfect hair, who loves to fuck. And do not worry if you miss that detail in chapter one. You're going to hear it several other times, so do not fret. <laughs> he loves to make money. Um, and he's currently celebrating this Keegan deal that he just penned and won for his firm. And he's enjoying his successes at this gala slash sort of party. Yeah, um, it's supposed to be like his victory lap. Yes, like, exactly. He's, he's, he's like, work. he's been working his ass off on it. It finally closed. And he's like, all right, I can finally, like... Let my hair down and celebrate. And his his buddy Elijah is there. They've been friends since childhood, um, but their families had a falling out. But sort of Sean and Elijah just sort of were like, we're going to ignore that and yeah, continue they were like, doing we're, what we Yeah, they were like, we're already like, besties. we've already been friends for so long. It, nah, you're not going to keep us apart. No. And so while he's uh, cruising around this gala, he meets a girl who clearly knows him but he doesn't know her, and he tries to impress her. Yeah. But he I is a preening. I, like I feel like he is pretty obtuse, because I think for the reader, you're like, oh, something is up with her, but he does not know. No. Like, he'll say things, but he is not, like, 
picking up any hints that he knows her. No, and he's actually preening for her. And it was, I was really embarrassed for him in this scene. And she laughs in his face, which is like incredible. Where she's like, are you actually yeah, preening? Oh, I loved that moment where she was like, are you preening right now? And it like, cause he's like, that like, just like a, your stereotypical, like cocky romance, like millionaire, like hair. romance thing of like, oh, like I, ooh, I, I know I, how to, I've, I've slept with plenty of women. Like I know what I'm about to do. Like, and then, so I, I like a little, like, ooh, like, sh- she shoots him, not me shoots him down, but she kind of, like, takes the wind out of his sails. Yeah, she calls him out. And, like, and laughs in his face. Yes. Which he is also like, ooh, I really want to impress her now. But also, I think he also kind of likes that she shoots him down and isn't, yes. like, oh, just falling at his feet. But she is 21, and he is 36, and he immediately just wants to fuck her uh and well, and I just think, and really he, i think he wanted to fuck her like immediately before knowing her age oh yeah no and then, but, but he does have like a moment where he's like "Ooh, like you are way too young like it's not like oh he hears her age and then is like "Ooh, extra no, horny no he wants to fuck her when he sees her but it's it's during this whole scene we find out she's 21 he's 36 he wants to fuck the shit out of her but before he can do anything but share a dance he gets called to the er um for a family emergency. So she gives him a fake name. To, uh, we know it's fake. Yeah. She says, my name is Mary. Well, I think she even tells him, like, he calls her out on saying that, it, like, oh, that's clearly not your name. And yeah. she's like, well, she says this very weird thing to him, like, oh, well, it's going to change, so it doesn't matter. Like, yes. And he's like, what's, are you in witness protection program? Like, what do you mean your name is going to change? Like, yes. what's going on here? Are you getting married? What's up? Yeah. Um, which, kind of true. Uh, but we'll get into that later. So Sean goes to the ER. His mom has cancer right now, and she is experiencing some complications with, I think, a GI block. They thought they cleared up, and it's it's just a really bad time for the Bell family. And Sean is thinking about he he needs to call Tyler. And who's, thinking, the, who's the aforementioned priest from yes, the first he, book, if yes. you haven't read it. And he thinks about Tyler and Poppy, his brother and sister-in-law, fucking like bunnies, which no one who has siblings ever thinks about them in this way. And I was like, why would why is this include? This was an unnecessary thing for him to think about. Like, he's and, calling and they, to tell him about his mother's surgery, and he's like, oh, my brother and his new wife are definitely on the East Coast fucking like rabbits just just going all night can't stop but, won't stop but was he wrong he wasn't wrong but no, i would, like it's all i feel like but as someone the, with a lot of siblings yeah it, it is I, not something it's not it something was very, I, it was a weird detail sean weird i feel like i usually i'm like the sibling thing like does like stand out to me but this one didn't that moment didn't really stand out to me because i feel like the my main takeaway from the first priest book is just that all Tyler and Poppy do is fuck. Yes. Like, it is their... It's what like, they're best at. It, it, it is basically the only memorable thing about them for me from that first <laughs> so, was the spice. So, I'm like, when he said it, I was like, yeah, you're pro- I, I think that you're probably right. And I feel like siblings do kind of, like... I, I feel like there is that, like, element of, like, teasing, of, like, calling out of, like, oh... Maybe not necessarily. I don't know about brothers, though. He I, like, wasn't talking to Tyler, like, though, oh, and like, teasing him. He was not on the phone with him yet thinking about it. Yeah. And I was like, no one no one thinks about their sibling like that. Unless you're really into the step 
step bro thing. I get maybe which case that's for you. He wasn't like fantasizing about it. I think that it's like oh you probably I feel like siblings do think it like oh god these fucking horny assholes are probably fucking all the time but they don't like you're not gonna say it. It's weird. Still a weird comment. But they fight. Sean and Sean and Tyler fight. Sean hangs up. He tells him about the surgery. So then this Keegan deal that Sean just penned uh, didn't include the fact that the building that his firm bought included tenants who are nuns who rented the property for an astonishing $1 per year. So the press gets a hold of this information because a woman named Zenny Iverson leaks the story to the press with Sean's name attached and his firm is like losing their specifically his boss is losing his shit about it and is like you need to fix this and since someone here clearly knows you yeah as soon as he and as soon as he hears zenny iverson he's like oh i know her like that that's elijah's Elijah's little sister sister. and like he hasn't seen her in 14 years and he's like oh i know like little zenny like it'll be no problem yes i'll like go there i'll talk to her so then i'll get it cleared (laughs) up no like so, Consider it done. So then Sean goes to this nun's office um, and recounts when he was was made to hold Zenny as an infant when he was in high school. And then later when she was seven and he was 22 at his sister Lizzie's funeral. Um, and just thinks about all of the time that he spent growing up as besties with Elijah with Zenny running about. Yeah. Because that's the only, like, they haven't seen each other in 14 years. So it's kind of the only reference point he has for her like he doesn't even really he like realizes oh i talk to elijah all the time but i don't even i didn't know that she was even becoming a nun like do i really do we really not talk like about our families like is the riff that bad yeah and and he thinks too more about that the day that their families grew apart which was lizzie's funeral and then mary appears and sean is upset to find out that mary is throwing her life away to be a nun because everything revolves around him and he has unresolved God trauma and because he wants her um, and therefore Sean Bell gets whatever he wants. Uh, And then he realizes that Mary is in fact Zenny, which I think we, the reader, knew immediately. But um, it takes him a good good bit. Like he is very clueless to like, oh, like like, this is obviously he's like, oh, like he's still just like so horned up for her that it's like not even penetrating. But then she's mad at him for not recognizing her after 14 years, which I feel like is an unreasonable request to have of someone. Yeah. It's I'm like and also I'm like you knew that he didn't know you. You knew like I feel like it's it's an interesting thing because even though there is this age dynamic, I feel like a lot of it like Zenny is the one that actually has the power in the situation sort of like you recognized him immediately, knew what it was, and then you are the one that purposefully withheld your true identity from him. I I think so it speaks to her like, her like, immaturity though that she's like expects to be recognized and then gets like visibly upset when he doesn't. And so it's just it's plays more into that like big age gap that they have there that she's, you know, she has this unrealistic expectation of him. Yeah. And she has that, no real like, ex- experience with relation, like romantic relationships yeah. and men. So she gives him a tour of the center. And for a second time, Sean tells Zenny, now knowing who she is, everything that he wants to do to her, which would be hot if she just wasn't so fucking young. And he so, didn't babysit okay, her as I a child. I need to jump in because I did think it was hot. And there was like a lot of things talking about like in the beginning of him telling her, what she wanted to do. So this is one where I'm like, this taboo is like, usually all of this is not for me. 
and I'm like not into the this like trope and things like that. But for some reason in this book, it actually really worked for me. Like I, I'm usually like Ugh, an age gap or like that, like young and stuff like that. But there was something I really like Sean Bell. I find him kind of charming, and I think like the older sibling with religious trauma who was like, oh, um, because. For anyone that doesn't remember, his religious trauma stemmed from his younger sister was molested by a priest and committed suicide. At 19. Yeah. And then, so since then, it was, like, kind of, like, his family went in very different ways with it. And Sean has gone very, like, there is no God. I don't, like, I don't believe in God. He did this horrible thing to my family. I'm going to protect my family now by giving them everything. Yes. And now, like, he kind of becomes, like, he's like, I have to do everything I can to, like, for his mom, like, he's completely taken on, like, he's like, I cannot let my mom die if she dies. It is a failure on my part. And I feel like that's, that and the Catholic guilt, I'm like, I found quite relatable, even though there's plenty of stuff about him that I don't find relatable. So I was like, I was think it? this is one that very much is going to be like, it's either for you or it's not. So I was like, I did want to give that context that I was like, oh, like a lot of the moments of him like telling, like, because she clearly wants him to like tell her these things. Um, so I did find them really hot. And I, if you have a daddy kink, this book will be for you. And <laughs> self call out, I do. So <laughs> while there is not an explicit, like, sorry that there's no explicit moment um, that, where she actually like calls him daddy, it very much is like the daddy kink. Yeah. Without the daddy use. It's, so it I, does pretty so much everything I, else though. Like I was into it. I like a like, oh, I'm gonna tell you and like talking through it and like the the good girl kind of thing. Like I really like that. And that it did really work for me. I hated Sean Bell. Um, <laughs> if you couldn't tell. Yeah, I found him unbearable, basically. I was like, when I started the book, I was like, am I in a really bad mood or is this man just horrible? But then when he said, like, this is chapter five, he said, uh, I'm yeah. a dirty man, sweetheart. I fuck strippers. I've taken conference calls with another man's wife sucking me off under the desk. You think I'm ashamed of my cock? That I'm ashamed of wanting to fuck? Nothing's further from the truth. I roll. This is like, this is peak alpha bro energy that I hate. And so when he said stuff like, and he says a bunch of other stuff like this, I was like, Sean Bell, you are, you are not for me. I don't know. I, I, I really liked Sean Bell. I liked like his dirty talk. And I also really liked that. Like, cause she kind of tells him that she wants one final night. Like she wanted the whole purpose of like her, like hitting on him and like being into like, when she saw him at the party, she was like, Oh, I want, she had already gone in wanting one final night before she committed herself. So like, She's telling him this, but I like that while he approaches her, like, he kind of says these things of, like, oh, I'm such a bad guy, but his actions don't really reflect that. Oh, they where do. They, I hard disagree. Well, it's like, like, he gives her, I like that he gives her physical space and the option for him to, like, not tell her his thoughts. And then she kind of says, oh, no, I do want to hear them. And that was even before he realized who she was. And even though they have this shared history, I don't feel like he ever thought of her remotely in a sexual way in his memories and stuff like that. But she still like is like that she wants him to kiss her. She wants him to pretend like this is still the night before. So I feel like it felt a lot of like her taking the lead and him kind of following her lead to it. He also um, so, like she's like, oh, he's more of a safe option because she's like, oh, I know like you cared about me. 
And like, even though like, and also with you, this can be a casual thing because like, oh, I like, I still firmly just want to do what I want to do. Um, and then he like gives in and kisses her. So I like, I thought that I'm like, oh, like he thinks like some, like uh, some of it is just like the stereo, the standard, like, oh, I'm a bad guy, like stereo, but I feel like he does kind of like, oh, you're young, like, I, and gives her the option of like taking it. Uh, Sean also keeps referring to her most secret place, and he does this repeatedly throughout the book. And I, I got to tell you, my guy, it's not a secret. It's it, it is not at all a secret. I hate this phrase so much. This is a Sierra Simone thing. Um, it's oh my god. Every time he said it, I was like, dude, it's not a secret. My toxic trait is it's highlighted throughout the book every time I saw it. That I, I love this because I was like, I. It's not a phrase that even like I even thought of. I feel like I like her with, most secret with place. romance novels in general. There are plenty of phrases that I just think are so stupid. Th- so this I feel is like mine. some of them. I like. I have to be like, just let it go and keep moving on with the story, or I will like think of. I will like just call out so many and like. And this is not a serious Sierra Simone like specific thing. It's across. Yeah, no. The there's romance a pool there's always of one that I'm like. Words. I'm like really. This is the one where I'm like, it's not a secret. Like, th- we know what, it- she knows what it is, I think. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. But then he demands to see her pussy, which I found weird because he watched her grow up. But that may just be a me thing. Um, but then Sean panics and leaves before he can see the goods. Uh, and Elijah calls and threatens to hurt him if Sean fucks up anything for Zenny and her sisters. Because he doesn't yeah, he know has an, he, about the he relationship. Also, he has an immediate thought of like, oh God, did she call him? Does he like Was she upset? Yes. Like, did she, did she call him and tell him already? Uh, but it's to like his relief. It's just Elijah knowing that he is tied up in the the um, real estate project, not the interpersonal stuff between them. So then Sean goes back to his office and requests to be removed as the face of the project. And he's like, I'll just do shit in the background to get this sorted out for them because we're going to find them a bigger, better place for their center. And then he goes to the strip club to celebrate, uh, but calls stripping inherently dirty, which I don't agree with. But again, I thought he sucked, so I'm not surprised. Um, And surprise, actual surprise here, it's more of a sex club than a strip club because he gets a blowy to take his mind off things. I thought that this club was going to be a callback to Poppy's Club. I thought it was Poppy's Club. So, yeah, so I was expecting more of a tie-in there. But no confirmation, but I just assumed that that was Poppy's Club. Yeah, I did too. So, uh, all this past... I, I do think it is, like, one of the interesting things about Sean Bell is the fact that, like, he's so like anti-religion and hates it but he has so much internalized catholic guilt yes. that he and like it comes he out in like escape. ways like he doesn't even realize like oh your thoughts on that are a product of like this religious upbringing that you had that <laughs> even though you think you've distanced yourself from it you really haven't <laughs> no um so like, so i thought it like made him like i thought it was an interesting thing well it he doesn't have guilt over bodice rippers um, because one of, I will give credit where it's due. I think he, it's his one endearing quality that he and his mom, buddy read bodice rippers together. And now that she is in treatment for her cancer, he reads them, reads them to her entire fusion infusion crew weekly. And it's, it's like a very cute little scene where he doesn't want to read the sex part out loud. And then his mom is like, son, how do you think you got here? And then it also felt like the, ew, mom. Like, I was like, yes. I was like, yes. Um, I think the mom stuff is 
the best in the book. There's a couple of scenes that I have like starred as like this is like really well written. Um and this was this was one of them. Back on the work front, uh Northcutt, another person in Sean's office, is reassigned to the nuns. Yeah. Um, is immediately like, who gross. Sean hates. Yes. It's like someone that it's like established, like it's he his, like, hates work it. like, enemy. Yes. We all have them. Mine is in finance. Everyone has a work enemy. Um, I'm someone's work enemy. I don't know who it is. Uh, I assume a technical team that I complain to all the time. Oh. They, I'm sure I've they hate I've never thought me. about this, but I'm like, oh my God, don't get me distracted thinking about who is my work enemy and who. But Northcutt, is his name Charles Northcutt? What's his first name? I just have his last name written down because I. I, don't, I didn't write down his first name. Whatever. He, he didn't deserve a first name right down. No, but so Northcutt is Sean's work nemesis. So Northcutt is like assigned to this. He's immediately gross towards Zenny, and now Sean wants the non account back. So Sean is he is out a frustrating day. He's going to go home from work and start to jo, but before he can complete, he's interrupted by a knock at his door. And surprise, it's Zenny, and she wants Sean to fuck her so that she can be sure about her faith. She wants him. To make her doubt. Yeah, she's like, I want, she's like, oh, I've never had anything that, like, made me doubt before. She's like, she wants him to show her everything in life. She, like, wants to make sure she's, ex- she is yeah, fully aware almost, of what yeah, she's giving she's up. she's almost like, it's more concerning that she's never experienced doubt with it. She's, like, so sure in it that I think she worries and her priorist is like, hmm, you're, and she's very young. And she is very young. Like, she's, like, not a child, but, like. 21 is it's young like who I was at 21 is very different than who I am now like and she has also not had a lot of experience she spent her whole life like so focused on like school and her studies and not wanting to do what her parents wanted and like so it's a lot of like she never really let herself just be young and do things like that a normal person her age was doing she wasn't partying or having casual sex and and is it really a sacrifice if you're like well, I'm giving up something I've never... I couldn't tell you how good this is. I'm just kind of blindly signing it yes. away. Yeah, so, that's a good point. So she, the, her progress was like, girl, you gotta you gotta go live a little. Um, and because Sean get was Zenny's first... Girl, go get some dick. Yeah, so since Sean was her first crush, she's... And feel safe with him, like she said before. She's like, she makes this good argument to him where she's like, I need, like, you're the only, like, only one that can do this. And she's pleading with him. Um... But she still doesn't know very much about anything. And Sean is a bad friend and a major creep when he says that he needs a day to think about this. And he's going to have Zenny come back for dinner because he's going to entertain the thought of fucking his best friend's little sister. I feel like it was more that he was like not wanting to do it. And he was like, can I have some time? But really it was like to try to find a way to not do it. And then after a bit, he's like, Okay, I'm going to do, do it. He does do, he does agonize over it and then jerk off over it. And then he calls Tyler, um, just the beacon of making good decisions. Fucking <laughs> Tyler. Yeah. I did think it was like their argument before, like earlier in the book was like a good moment because Tyler is kind of like trying to talk to Sean about like their mom dying. And he's like, I'm just worried that you're not going to be able to accept that mom is actually dying. Whenever she dies. And that's what like, Sean is like. I don't, I'm not, I don't, he's not ready to hear it. No, and, no. So, yeah. so he does ultimately decide he will, in fact, fuck his best friend's soon to be nun sister. Uh, Zenny then leaves Sean a tool. Like, I can just assume, I can only assume a 12 minute voicemail about finding God. It was one of the most unhinged chapters in this <sighs> book, I think. I, 
I feel like this, I felt the same way with Priest, where I'm like, I honestly, I hate the religious propaganda moments. Where I'm like, and, to, and I know, like, I'm like, to me, it felt like propaganda. I don't think it necessarily maybe will to others. But it's, and it's like in this series so far as a whole, I haven't read the last one yet, but I, like, I get it, but I don't like it. I, I'm just like, miss me with, oh, there's good people and blah, blah, like, I felt like, especially like for Sean, I'm like, he had a legit reason for having lost his faith and for hating the Catholic Church in particular. So I, I was a little bit like, why does he have to believe in God? Or like, why does he have to find his way back? Like, let him let like let, let him live him, like okay if you want him to maybe like be a better person like he was like i don't necessarily think that you need religion to do those things so i was like that was a thing for me that like even with like priests and all this stuff like i was like it just does not work for me where i'm like oh like i i don't think like you have to be a religious person to be a good person. Yes, exactly. So then Zenny comes back for dinner and they, she gives this nice little speech about the construct of virginity, but she's basically had no sexual experiences up to this point and knows nothing, which for me is a red flag. Yeah. Well, I do um, like that, like when they approach this, like Sean is like, I'm going to make you dinner. And he fails at making dinner and slightly like burns it, not horribly, but not well. But then he's like, oh, we're going to, and then he's like, okay, we'll approach it like a business deal. Cause he's like, I want to talk through it and make sure we're both. And she's like, oh, he says, no, it's not going to be like a business deal. Cause to me, a business deal is like, oh, I'm just trying to get what I can from you. Yes. He's like, this is going to be uh, like palliative care, which he went through like his, with his mother, where it's like, oh, where you talk about like what, and he's like, we're both going to be like the doctor and the patient. And it's going to be about like what we both need and what we both want and yes. talking and so I liked that it was, like, she is inexperienced, so he even more so is, like, I want to figure out, like, what are our clear boundaries? Like, what are, what do you want? What do you not? Is there anything you don't want to do? We're going to have a safe word. Like, it's very established. So I was, like, I first, so this is my second read. And the first time I read it kind of right after, I took a brief break for Midnight Mass, but I'm not going to get into a rant about Midnight Mass. Um, so for me, like, one of the things that worked for me in this book and then why I liked it was because my biggest beef with the first book is that I hated the lack of communication with Poppy and Tyler. It was so, like, it was abysmal. Like, there was, they basically didn't communicate unless they were in a room together. And you'd think it was, like, back in a time where cell phones didn't exist, but they do exist, so it made no sense to me. So I liked that in this, there is more communication and it is and also for a lot of books where we read like when you're getting into a sexual relationship that maybe like potentially could be kinky in nature like having those conversations about boundaries and things like that I was like we usually don't get that so I that was something that in this really worked for me I my qualm with it is that she we've established up to this point that she has no experience and knows nothing so I don't think she's actually qualified to have this conversation on a lot of fronts because she just doesn't know enough about what she's even talking about even though she makes a well like argued point on why she wants to do it when she gets into like what her hard limits on sex are like she doesn't know she's like literally she yeah, has but I, she's green as grass yes and, he and also, uh, like I, I feel like it is like an established like oh he's not just gonna go like right into like okay we're gonna do like this kiki shit or like get right into it and he also there is the moment of like anything that like you don't want to do like 
say stop. You will not hurt my feelings. There is no, like, so yes. I feel like it is, like, and I think for an age gap romance and for her also to be, like, not experienced, I think for me to be able to enjoy it, um, I needed that to him, like, to actually be, like, oh, like, to make it clear of, like, all right, like, but don't feel like you can't say no. Like, don't feel like you have to do something for me. Like, I've done all this stuff. Like, if like if you don't like that, then there are plenty of other things, and we will stop, and we will move on. Uh, he's actually so adamant about that part that he's going to keep, one, he's going to keep all this separate from the center and work, um, but she also can't be the reason that he comes, or he can't come with her body. This, this it's just, is so just, ridiculous. It's the dumbest thing. I, oh, I have, I was like, boy, you have one brain cell, and it is, I, it is not firing I fully agreed with this I was like his plan that like he like he can finish himself off but he won't like come in or like I was like this is a ridiculous plan and it did feel like peak this was another one of like this feels like peak male catholic guilt logic of like oh no like I it's Just a loophole. So he's looking for a loophole. Like, he wants her to be aware of the promise he made her brother. Like, oh, like, he tells her, he's like, oh, I want you to know, like, I made this promise to your brother. And, like, that she always has, like, I, I liked him being like, oh, you always have the power. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, like, the plan of, like, oh, I'm, I was like, this is stupid. And I do like that she at least, like, at first when he's like, oh, I'm not going to come with you at all. And she's like, no, like, I need that. I, I need to experience everything. So you got to come, bitch. But, so, his, but his logic of, like, oh, I'm not going to come. He also really you lost me. You can't make me, me come. so stupid. He also really lost me when he was picturing her pregnant. And I was like, I, this is not for me. The, this is just of, continually not for me. The two of them? Oh, yes. The, the pregnancy stuff, I, even for this, which other stuff didn't work for me that did, or worked for me that usually doesn't that was not something that changed every time no. like her and him i was like you two please stop you're ruining the spice that i otherwise was really enjoying so and the spice starts right away he orders her shirt off while she eats uh and zenny we learned zenny skips meals uh because of class and duties and as a baby nun and it kind of gave me the vibe that she was written with like an adolescent type body which also just continually made this not for me um, I it just didn't, didn't help my impression of yeah. the situation, whether or not it was intentional. Just the way that she was physically described was not. Like, I will it's, say I didn't picture her. I pictured her with small, like smaller breasts. But, she's, but I pictured her with like wider hips and like a, a bigger butt, like a like more like curves at the bottom. She's, because he constantly is talking about like her cur like the curves of her hips. Um. They also talk, though, about her, like, her ribs shutting out and, like, her spine, like, from skipping meals, too. And it, it gave me awkward growth spurt vibes where you're still a little, like, gangly. Um, uh, I took it as, like, that was more, like, not necessarily, like, stuff like that. I took that as more, like, oh, because it's in the context of her, like, because she's not eating. So, it's one that, like, it's not necessarily that's, like, how her, like, she has this naturally, like, adolescent body where she hasn't had, like, a growth spurt. I took it more as, like, oh... She's not properly taking care of herself and feeding herself, but that so that's why. But that's why it gives the. That's why I think it gives the visual like that she's still got this like adolescent sort of still developing look about her because she doesn't 
take care of herself. I think but, that's just like a to, to the reader because I didn't yeah. take her like body as being adolescent, like an adolescent body. But then uh, he, Sean undresses any, puts her on the couch. Or he's going to tell her everything before he eats her out, and he gives her this kind of like filthy anatomy lesson. Uh, proving once again she is too young for him because he says to her this is your cunt sweetie and it needs to stay happy it needs to be licked and kissed and petted doesn't it ache now doesn't it need something and I have never wanted an oral scene less because he uses infantilizing language when he talks to her and this is like a through line through all of their intimate scenes and it, I, I fucking hated them so much. I was like, call Chris Hansen. He talks to her like she's a child. Okay, so. She is a collegiate woman. You can use bigger words than, is your pussy sad? So is it, does me, it need petted? Is it aching? Okay, I Does take, Shawnee need to make it feel better? Like, I want to fucking so, die. I disagree so hard because I was like, to me, like, it's in it, the text is literally no. what he says yes but i think that it is part of like a like a realizing that like she likes she also is aroused by him telling her these things and she likes that you so can do that I, without making it sound like you're talking to a child like she's a full adult she's supposed to be a full adult woman he talks to her like she's in middle school but i feel like there is a lot of like the daddy like teacher kink of like i'm gonna teach you that is kind of like that, like, oh, like baby, or like, what is baby? Oh, like, good, like that stuff. It is pretty common in those types of like kink relationships. That's the thing, so though. That's like, little, like, oh, I think, like, if it, straight, if she, not I'm me. like, oh, would it come off that same way if, like, the age, like, if it wasn't an age gap romance? I think, like, because it's an age gap, it like can feel that way. But I was like, oh, to be like, oh, like, Yes, she is younger and inexperienced, but she is 21, like, she is an adult, and it's not like I didn't feel like he was, like, grooming her, or that there was ever a sense that he was sleeping with younger women before, so I was like, oh, the, like, him kind of, like, talking her through things and saying that, like, I enjoyed it. I liked some, I liked the like, ooh, teachery, like, oh, I'm gonna like take care of you. And he kind of says to her, he's like, oh, like, I can be really bossy. So, like, if you don't like that, like, tell me and I like call me an asshole. And that's kind of like their safe word. So, I like, I liked that he was really vocal with her and telling her what he planned to do while also asking permission and checking in to make sure like she's excited about things and not scared. And like, when she confirms she's excited, um, like he wants to give her more. So like, I, like that to me, I'm like, oh, like, I think the language for me felt more of like, oh, this is like this type of kink. Then like, it, I like, I was like, I was like, oh, like some of it, like maybe some parts worked more than others. But I think like, if you're not into it, like it's going to really bother you. Whereas like, if you're into it and you're into the story, then it probably isn't going to bother you as much. I don't think on, on its own, it would be that bad. Littles straight up, like Littles and Kinks straight up, not for me. I'll just like, that That wouldn't work regardless. But then when you compound it with things like, Sean asks her how she masturbates after this and it's with a fucking teddy bear. Yeah, the teddy bear was. It is compounding yeah, was things like, I, that, that code her like, as I, uh, almost like, she, almost as if she is technically at the age of majority, but she is written with characteristics that make her seem like she's a minor. Like, masturbating with a teddy bear because you don't know how to masturbate. Like, those are things that, like, 
they're they're just when you tack on one after another after another, I'm like, I see what you're trying to do with this, and I fucking hate it. Um, yeah, the te- the teddy bear thing, I I did not. I was like, just get, just let her hump a pillow. Just, uh, like I was like, just use let her, her hump hand, a pillow. Jesus. She's but but like, the like the like him talking to her thing, like that, I didn't that didn't bother me. I was into that. I there's several instances that I've highlighted where I was like, this is not. This is really gross. But so Sean takes off I her just shirt. Want to be careful. I was like, I just want to be careful because I was like, I feel like, so, like especially with this one, it's taboo. Like I'm like, I feel like certain things can come off as almost like kink shamey. That like, oh, if you liked this, you are into like. Oh no, I'm saying child, it didn't yeah, work for me. So. I just think this is not great. I think it's too many of like one. Like it's trying so hard to be taboo. Like, the word young is used 59 times in this book, and it's all related to Zenny. I think that a lot of it was that it, a lot of it, some of it didn't really feel taboo, and then it was like, Sierra Spone was like, oh, actually, I need to remind you that this is taboo. That's what I mean. throw this thing in, like, and kind of like, oh, you have, so there, I do agree that kind of like a lot of, like, you know, a lot, but like some of the spice scenes, like, ooh, like, I was really into it, and I really liked the spice in it, and then every once in a while, she'd, like, throw in this, like, curveball, and I was like, oh, this is taking me out of it. That's it. Yeah, overall, this is all... Like, the scene on the couch, and, like, him talking her through it, and, like, I I really was into it. I thought it was really hot. But, I, again, uh, I also have a bit of a daddy kink, so I, like... I like being told what to do. I think you can be told what to do with and an, I like with, with like an like, adult oh, like vocabulary. Baby. I feel like like most of the time, like he uses baby, which I feel like is very common, or like sweetheart. Like I think it is. Well, then he starts using yeah. Zennybug, which is. Which I will is, say, I do have to say for the record, I fucking hated the nickname Zennybug, and every time it's used. I, I raged because I fucking hate it. It's so stupid. I'm like, leave this stupid childhood nickname out of here. I hated that. It was, and it's a stupid nickname. Yes. <laughs> Just call her Zenny. <laughs> For real. Like, which is already a nickname. Her real name is Zenobia, which, fun fact, is the name of Conan's wife in Conan the Barbarian. And uh, also my the name of my parents' cat, former cat. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, that is a fun fact. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah, so... The, we are the eating out on the couch scene. Uh, Zenny explores his body. Especially, uh, Sean takes his dick out of his pants, and Zenny is surprised by the sight of a penis. Uh, which again, danger. Danger. She asks. Well, she asks him to like. She asks out. I think to it, see. Is it this penis or like the side? Oh, she says she's never like gotten a, gotten to like really explore it. She's never seen one up one close because yeah, it was. I dark. think we kind of gloss over that. Like her like her previous quote-unquote sexual experience was with a boyfriend she had where they started to have sex because she was like oh she was like oh i just felt like it was time and like yeah maybe could have waited longer but was like no no it's fine and then started to have sex with her boyfriend and he didn't do any foreplay or anything like that and put it in and it hurt and she asked him to stop and he did yes Um, um but then he made her feel bad about it and like uh like they had like a stupid like nickname for her all over Twitter of Zenny the Nun, which she says isn't that ironic. No. Yeah. So uh let's see. Yeah. So uh, she lets him like explore yeah. like his cock in the room and stuff like that. And she eventually asks how he get himself gets himself off and he shows her. Um and then she asks to try and like she wants to see him come and he says she will, but he eats her out from behind, which is something I think like he talked about at the beginning. And he has her, like, tug on his hair. This, I was like, I, I, I was really into the spice in this. But, but I think if, if you're not into the couple, you're, you're not going to be into the spice. But it, I was into it. 
Um, and then, yeah, she's like pulling his hair and then he finished her with his fingers and then they cuddle and um, like she caresses him and stuff like that. And she spends the night. He, Sean wants Zenny to move in for the month. Because um, she starts mentioning she like lives in like a sketchy spot and all this stuff. And yeah. Like, so well, he, she's, she's going to get the whole boyfriend experience. So uh, he, Sean learns about silk pillowcases. Uh, we learn that Zenny sleeps in Winnie the Pooh pajamas, uh, which Sean yeah, masturbates so into the next morning. That uh, is, those are like one of the moments that are, that I feel like I'm like, ooh, this was like purposeful to be like, oh, look. It's the it's teddy bear age, thing. It's an age gap. And then all, like. That's what I'm saying. It, all I, of this compounding yeah. is I like what. Also, I, I do think it's also like a trope thing where like not only because this is like age gap but also like he's like very like he's a millionaire and she's like a normal person so i felt like it was similar to um in how to bang a billionaire where that's very like even though i think it kind of gets hidden in the fact that because it's like a gay romance so he's a little bit more flamboyant but like a lot of his clothes are a little more on like the more quote-unquote childish side and it's that dichotomy i feel like that happens a lot in the um, like that, like money and like millionaire romances, which is not my favorite thing. I'm like, not every like person with like that's not rich dresses like a child or a schlub. Yes, like we don't all need you to pretty woman us. No. <laughs> uh, so Sean wants to impress Zenny with a date, so he takes her roller skating. Um, and he they think more about like their time together growing up when. <laughs> He was a toddler and he was a teenager. Um, and Zenny confides in him that she wants to open a birthing center when she becomes a midwife. Uh, Sean jokes about marrying her, which is sort of suddenly, and then has more pregnancy fantasies about her. Um, pregnancy fantasies. They have like a special couple skate where he says, Zenny, Sean says, you can make this sinner change his ways, which made me gag. Because <laughs> uh, it's so cheesy. Oh my God. Then this is the scene that really fucking ruin this for me i think this is one that, again we're gonna have very differing opinions on uh um zenny wants to know what sean would do if they met four years prior which is when zenny would have been 17 and he would have been 32 and uh she says oh i know you wouldn't do anything um but let's pretend you would but he doesn't actually answer that he doesn't actually but come she, out like, and say she doesn't really ask that she like she kind of like, does she says it like, exactly she, in those words but i feel like he like it's one where i'm like she because she flips the switch like they're like making out in the back and then zenny is like oh she wants him to pretend that she's 17 she wants and to this, like, enact it's, a but it, I, like, I think it's scene. one where it comes off of like that it throws him because i don't think it that he doesn't answer because he's gonna be like oh yeah i definitely would it's more like he's like how the fuck am I supposed to answer this? Which I feel like if anyone, the, a lot of people, if they asked you that. The answer is I'd leave you the fuck alone until you reach the age of majority because that's the right answer, which he doesn't give her. He just fingers her behind the counter of this place and then like like drowns in his own guilt about it. But, yeah. but I feel there's like- never an answer. They just reenact what is, it's like, like it's I technically like, a pseudo rape scene I, that they reenact. Okay, I do have an issue with the pseudo rape. I feel like is statutory it rape when is, it's a statutory rape is like is statutory rape not rape? And I will say also like I'm like again I, she is 21. Um, whereas like I like it, I think this is one word to me. It was like she like continually kind of catches him off guard where she takes control, and this is clearly a moment where it's like something she has fantasized about before because she clearly had a crush on him growing up, even though and he had they haven't seen each other in years. 
So I think it's better that it's her asking for this and it, it's not something that he's like, oh yeah, like then he kind of does like, then it comes like, it's like this teacher fantasy. I also feel like she, I think that it's like a good sign in their relationship that she feels comfortable to explore this fantasy with him. We're in part of like a healthy, I think like to me, I'm like, this is a sign of like a healthy adult relationship, not necessarily them, but to me, I'm like, when you have a partner that you feel like you are comfortable with asking to explore like sexual situations that would be considered taboo, I think that that's a good thing. And it's something that like, we have to remember like the two characters are actual consenting adults. They're like in this, they chose to be in this. So like the reality of like the age up, like they're not, it's not really a, she's not really a teenager and they had this pretty open communication about it. So I think like, it's one of those where I'm like, if you're in a consenting adult sexual relationship, like that should be a safe space for you to talk about your kinks and explore them in a safe and not harmful way that doesn't harm you or other people. And to me, this does that. Whereas maybe it's not like something that I would enjoy and personally want to be into. I just think it speaks more to her immaturity again, that she's like, I want to know that you're so into me that you would commit crimes for me. Because I want I want to fantasize about me being 17 and you being 32. And we would still have the relationship that we have now. Because she's had a crush on him for so long. And like, sure, you could, like, of course, you can explore in your adult relationships all of those things that you said. But in this case, again, with a compounding references to how young she is and all of the little things that are sprinkled in throughout this. This was a scene where I was like, this was unnecessary. Like this conversation, if it never happened, would have made this book 50% better than it currently is. Um, I won't say 100% better because there's still all of that other shit that happens. But and then, but then they go home and this is more of the infantilizing language again. They go home to play time with toys, which I'm so mad that this ruined for me. It's but not Sean, for me. Sean continually I speaks to her like she's a child where he says, I know it's scary, baby. Do you want to be my brave girl now? And he does this like introduction to sex toys with an adult woman talking to her like she's a child to again emphasize the age gap. Not that there's like you. I, like, I don't think, again, like a, a lot of it is that like, she likes when he takes the lead and does this like kind of teacher thing. So she wants him to like do that and tell that it's like, I feel like it's clearly stated and communicated through the book. So it's not like him just like kind of like, oh, I'm going to do this. It's also because she gets off on it. So it is a lot of that like teacher and daddy kink. So a lot of the words and things again, to me are very common with those kinks. And I've listened to a lot of daddy audio porn and it's pretty common language to like say like, Oh, can you be brave or like my brave girl or like that? So to me, I was like, it's more in line with those kinks and not necessarily just like the age gap. Um, but also like she's also never used these sex toys. So I think it also is good for him to like talk her through it. The, communication, it the communication would be good. I think if it just didn't include all of the, the aforementioned, aforementioned things, but there is some promises of anal with the vibrators. Um, there's a butt uh, plug. Yeah, there's a there's like a butt plug. Uh, Sean jacks off yeah. for her, and he reiterates that like, yeah. oh, anything like she doesn't like, they'll stop and move on. He has her grip the headboard and uses the wand on her yes. from behind, and there is this moment where like he starts off caressing her body with it, and then eventually has her riding it. And at one point, she gets so into it that it moves and is on her butt, and she like keeps it there and comes from that. Yes. Uh, 
And then she watches him jerk off and she's like obsessed with watching him come. Yes, she is. This is a recurring theme. It's a recurring theme. So um, there is, after after their spicy scenes, there is a fundraiser that they're going to together the following night where Sean buys Zenny this really fancy, I guess, ball gown, sort of like formal length. Yeah, formal formal dress. dress for it. Um, I'm so bad at being at whenever clothes are described. I like, I wish I had the mind where I could picture like, oh, I read it and I could picture it, but I don't. I just read the words. Uh, he tells her she looks like a princess, not a queen. Again, reference to youth. Uh, then there is this whole <laughs> again, interlude. <laughs> again, daddy kink normal. Or like, princess is very common. Or he could treat her like an adult woman, um, which she is. But if she has a daddy kink, then she that's doesn't not know what she would want. She doesn't. Ha- she doesn't know if she has a daddy kink. She hasn't had she any definitely sexual experience. Has a daddy kink. Just because she doesn't call him daddy doesn't mean she doesn't have a daddy kink. I'm just saying, if you're if she Chris Hansen daddy- could have appeared in this book, I, that bothers me. But <laughs> let it sit I with it. Do, I do not agree. I hard disagree. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, again, like if, if she's clearly. They've been hooking up for a while now. I think she has an idea of what things are getting her off at this point. In the it's book. been two weeks. But they've been hooking <laughs> been, up and having sexual encounters. It's been two weeks. And he's got, like, if she's had some <laughs> orgasms, I think she has an idea of what she's into. So, and she had a butt orgasm. She had a fucking orgasm from a vibrator on her butt. I think she knows. Because she had to take a Crash 101 course because they only have a month to do this. So, they go to this gala and there is an interlude where they have a conversation about race and microaggressions and racism and Sean needs to use Zenny as a channel to understand his own racism but then it's never discussed again before they go home it did feel like very like I was like oh I think this is a good thing and an interesting point to like be talking about but then it's just never I don't know if we even like also mentioned that it's an interracial relationship that Zenny is black and, and Sean is white um but yeah it is but it does feel a little weird that like it just comes up randomly and then isn't like, it's never an issue again. And then also like, because Sierra Simone is a white woman writing it. So it does it feel was very, a little like, it was real weird. Yeah. I thought. But the ball gown is also like this whole night is like fancy for every reason. Cause tonight's going to be the night that they have sex. So once they go home, Sean eats her out in the ball gown. He's in love. It's like, almost immediate for him. Uh, and he teaches Zenny how to have sex. Everyone loves it. It's incredible. Zenny wants him to do it again. And so they have some varied sex. It's like three, yeah, chap- li- three chapters of just her on top, on the side, regular. More, multiple orgasms yes. galore. Uh, Zenny watches him fill a condom multiple times. Yeah. And as always, the size of most dicks in romance novels are like... <laughs> yes. I, I, I did have the thought where I was like, for the size of most dicks in romance novels... They, sh- I guess, she more of them should be going slow. Like he kind of like stretches her and like gets her used to it because she's basically like a virgin. Yeah, she's. And not they do had- have like that whole like like oh like virginity as a concept kind of thing, which I feel like is very also become very standard in romance novels. So then it's after a week of fucking her, Zenny tries a butt plug off screen. She loves it. Sean is spiraling in his love and his confusion about God. But while all of this is happening, his mom is having some complications with cancer, and she is in the hospital again. Um, Sean is encouraged by Zenny's prioress to let 
her know that he's in love with her. Yes, because she's um, like, oh, you're in love with Zenny. And he's like, oh, yes. And she's but, like, oh, you should tell her, like, she has the right to, to know. Like, she should, it would be good for her to know. But Sean is now spiraling with this love for Zenny that he doesn't feel like he should have. And his mom is literally dying. Um, yeah, and then and he so, feels like telling her, he's like, is that the right thing to do? Or am I putting more pressure is that on like her? A like, move. Or is it, yeah. is it manipulative of me? So I think like he's starting, like there's a lot of things where he's like starting to question like, oh, I've just been in this like kind of robot mode where I took over and I'm a big brother and I'm overprotective. And like, I've just like, d- I've been operating that. I guess he's just like been like so trauma blind for so long with like everything going on with his yeah. sister and then his, now his mom being sick Ugh. that he kind of like, I think he's starting to become self-aware for, for things that he kind of like just put blinders on for. So he seeks her out at, Zenny is working at the center and they have sex there. Um, and then Sean yeah, makes Zenny... He fucks her on the counter in her nun uniform, which well, he's been, like, fantasizing about. He's like... Yes, he tells her... He makes her tell him all the things that she'd miss when she marries God, including being pregnant uh, and marrying him. And then before yeah. Sean well, can she, tell her that like, he loves she her... Says something, like, he's about to tell her that he loves her, and then she's like... I'm going to miss you so much. And then please he's like, fuck me in the ass. Well, fuck. And then they start hooking up and she starts talking. He's like, oh, well, what else will you miss? And yeah. Um, but yeah. And then I, my nose is literally the pregnancy talk made me want to pass the fuck away. Way too much of that in this book. Yes. And a holding back vomit face. So and clearly not everything, not everything was a, oh, this didn't work. This never worked. This was a firmly never works for me. Uh, they also and then use, she wants to have anal. They use vegetable oil from the kitchen. Uh, and I had to Google this. And you can, in fact, use it in a pinch. So good to know. Uh, but then, to know. then Sean does tell Zenny that he loves her. And she freaks yeah, I, it's like out. A po- it's like a post-cum. Like, yes. They're like post-coital, like bathing in the afterglow. And then he's There's like, no oh, afterglow. I love you. And then immediately, like as soon as he said it, it says it, it's like a... You just hear like a car crash in in his mind of like, oh fuck me, and <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. And I think we are in agreement here that we the, are the we fight are. that occurs here is the dumbest fight I have ever read. She is mad it's because so Sean stupid. fell in love with her. I again, I think this speaks to her immaturity that she gets mad at him because she's like, you promised you wouldn't fall in love with me, and he's like, I one, I never told you that. Uh, yeah, and but two, we distinctly like you joked about like me like am yes. I going to ask you not to fall in love with me and then I said <laughs> no I didn't think it was necessary for you not to fall in love with me and clearly that's still the case and, and then, I, yeah I don't I then she accuses him of wanting to keep her as his whore but that's never been expressed no, anywhere and it's, and it's the complete opposite. Of like, I feel like even like how you feel about the relationship, I'm like, it is so the complete opposite of how he's ever treated her. He never, they don't even have a moment where they explore like, oh, are you my little whore? Like, they don't explore any degradation. It just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, like, I I agreed that I was like, I do not understand Zenny's reasoning behind being angry with him. And it just felt like such a stretch where they're like, oh, there needs to be an act three breakup. So it's a fight. Yes. Like, when she says to him, like, loving you uh, back, loving you back 
means giving away myself. And I was like, I just don't see how this is any different than being a nun and giving up yourself like you just are to, just a god. And I like I didn't see how not because... I feel like this was very similar to how I felt with Tyler's dilemma in Priest, where I was like, I don't see how you not becoming a nun and shifting your plans to accommodate a loving relationship with another person is giving up yourself. And like, and it just felt like too, like the same thing with Tyler, where I was like, clearly, like, we know how it's going to go. And there's not a real reason why you're not like, you've cleared, like, this, this is, whole point this was a very contrived yeah. fight. Like, it felt like you wanted to have this thing where you could experience doubt. And you are. So maybe, like, maybe your plan worked a little too well. Yeah. Like, it was like, this was your plan. He didn't hunt you down and be like, hey, I think that you should let me fuck you for a month and convince you not to be a nun. Is yes, so I got real Mr. Movie phone. <laughs> so, so Sean seeks out Aiden, uh, his brother, his other brother, the other Bell, um, and it turns out Aiden has been fucking Elijah. So now everyone is mad at everyone else, but I guess they're all even. I, it, yeah, this I resolved did say, oh, immediately. Yeah, Elijah was unsurprisingly pissed, but uh, so. Yeah, it, it, it's resolved within the same chapter as everyone finding out. There's no, like, latent issues there that no. that we know about yet. Um, but you know what? We still have Aiden's book to go, so who can say? Uh, Sean's boss calls him in, wants him to come into the office, yeah. and Sean's like, and no. And Sean's mom is not only, like, not only not doing all, like, she's dying. Yeah, like, her these pneumonia are her, like, is yeah. taking a turn. There's clouds in her lungs. Like, Dr. Iverson, Elijah, and Zenny's dad comes over to mend fences with the bells. Sean is technically fired from work at some point. Um, yeah, he tells his mom about Zenny. Yeah, because yes. his boss is like, come in. Like, you have to come in. Like, you said this thing about your mom, but like, it, it's time. Like, yeah, I've, exactly. I've entertained, I've, I've given you enough leeway. And he's like, it just hangs up on him. Which that feels like a like kind of a long time coming. He's like throughout the book, he's kind of slowly realizing like, oh, he doesn't really care about this as much. No, and <clears throat> so then they have to review. I think one of the best parts of the book is is this one where they discuss um, Sean's mom's living will and what's going to happen, and she says she has a do not intubate. Um, she has DNI and DNR mm-hmm. in place, and she says these are still going to stand. But she wants to take her oxygen mask off and enjoy one last Mountain Dew. And it's this really sweet little, like, character trait that she has. Yeah, like, that's it's been her, so like, lingering horribly thing. It's so horribly sad. Um, it's, har- it's really heartbreaking. I, like, it, I feel like anything with a parent death is, like, it, it always fucking gets me every time. And I yeah. think of my parent. And I, like, uh, I just... So it, it, they Zenny shows up during prayers. Everyone's praying over yeah, her because it, she yeah, has like found all God the, again. All, yeah, all the Bell brothers are like coming to say goodbye to their mom, and his mom just wants to pray. And even before they're like, we should wait for Tyler. You know, he was a priest, um, but she's like, no, like I, I want to do it like now. And yeah, yeah and so, Zenny shows up and kind of like comforts him, and like her, his mom whispers something to her that we don't yes. know and what then, it was before she leaves, and then. She passes, and Sean finds God again. And then Zenny leaves Sean another 12-minute voicemail about God. So she's going to the nunnery. My note for that chapter is just voicemail from Zenny. Yes. <laughs> then sh- so she goes to the nunnery. Sean goes after her. He finds yeah. Zenny he, well, in she, her like wedding his dress. His brother set, like, gives her an invitation to her, like, is it Swe- It's like a swearing-in of a nun. <laughs> 
I don't know. It's whatever happens before you put on a wedding dress and marry Jesus, which I, they, is just they so t- culty. They do, they do so tell us. Culty. It is. They do tell us in this um, what it is a lot, but I do not remember. I, I think it's probably in my notes somewhere. But also, like, I just thought of this now that Elijah gave him the invite. So clearly, like, she wanted people to know, like, this was happening. But nobody else is there. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> like, I was like, wait, now that I think about it, because, yeah, he shows up in... Uh, the, there is, like, I was like, is there anything more ridiculous than making a woman wear a wedding dress to take her fucking nun vows? It feels so needlessly stupid and cruel. Uh, and then Sean's... And so Catholic Church, like... It does. Um, it is very culty. Uh, yes. And Sean... So culty. Sean compares her to Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Again. Oh, yeah, because the dress that she chose... Yes. Uh, it, but like, then he fucks her raw in it. So we pull like, away from that Disney imagery just a little bit. Uh, but she and she tells him that she loves him, but she is choosing God. Um, yeah, and she like she asks him to she's like, Oh, I want you to fuck me one last time, and then he eats her out. And he fantasizes and about fu- getting and then she's her like, pregnant fuck again. Me without a condom. Yes. Um But she leaves to marry Jesus. Yeah. Dripping so, then, his cum. Yeah, so then he leaves. So but the, then the, 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 baptized with his cum. Yes. But then, of course, then he doesn't take her vows. She dashes out yeah, his of the phone, nunnery his doors. Phone rings, and it's the Reverend Mother. I was like, that. I was like, that was what I was trying to think of. Um, and she tells him, like, "Hey, slow down." And then, Sun, Sun, Sunny. Yes, my, my phone autocorrected to Sunny, Zenny. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and so, she's like, "Oh, she's like, oh, don't give up. My, I can't give up my joy." And then they kiss, and then yeah. one year, it's one year later, they're married, and Zenny is pregnant. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. We did it. We're done. We did it. Yay. So so do you want to do your final review first or do you want me to do mine? Do you want to do, do you, should we end with a a happy, a positive? That's what I was thinking too. So my villain era continues. I I loved your, I will say, I was like, even though I, it was very fun before we get into our reviews, I was going to say, I feel like maybe, I hope at times it didn't sound like it. I hope it came off that I was like, it was actually quite fun. You're fun to debate. debate. Yeah. Um, I I hope we have more books we don't agree on. I worry. I always, I feel like I always worry in a debate that I come off like really mean and defensive, but maybe it's the people pleaser. No, you have really, you have very good points on why you think certain things. And I think I backed up myself with with as much text as I could. So like, I think. When people listen to this, like, I hope people tell us what they think. If they were like, oh, no, none of this bothered me. Kelsey, you're insane. Or like, no, I did see those things. And they, yeah, Krista, I was, you're insane. And I a was also like, <laughs> never perfect. It's never a personal attack. It's just no, my no, feelings yes. on this. No, that, I wasn't saying you were calling me a pervert. I'm just, if they want to think that I I mean, a I, I am, am a pervert. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, I will say, so I think before we get into our reviews, I was like, it was very fun to have one that we were like, felt so differently about and it was fun to debate and i was like oh look look internet you can disagree and still be friends with people yes exactly (laughs) okay so so yeah i think it's obvious this was not for me i didn't (laughs) like sean it's not it it like i thought he had some cringy dialogue which every literally every dude in a romance has i will say he did yes The, the whole the prologue is the prim- if you for want the- cringy dialogue, the prologue is the primest example. For I'm I, a sinner. I mean, I love Eli Kaplan, and he has cringy dialogue. So that's not. It, that's I'm a loner, just like daddy, a, a rebel. Yes, he's a he's he's just like most dudes in yeah. ro- most leads in romance, I should say. Um, but it was the, the way he talked to Zenny that bothered me, and I it was the way that Zenny was written that I think like bothered me the most. And it's 
she's young. There's 15 age year or a 15 year age gap. We've read others where the, the gaps are the same or larger. And it hasn't been a big deal because it's clear that both parties are full ass adults. But Zenny is constantly characterized in ways that seem her, make her seem more childlike. Like she doodles on her skin. She doodles on her sneakers. When they talk about her body, Sean always calls it her tummy and never her torso or her stomach. She's a girl. She's always a girl. She's never a woman. There's lots of schoolgirl references. Like she giggled like a schoolgirl. The masturbating with the teddy bear, the Winnie the Pooh pajamas, the calling her Zenny bug, like this childhood oh, nickname. It's Sierra Simone spent so much time reminding you that it's an age gap romance that it com- it made it so in your face that I was like, now I'm uncomfortable. Like, if it was like, oh, you're my friend, best friend's little sister, we're 15, eight, 15 years between us, and I am somewhat sexually inexperienced, those things on their own, really not that big a deal. It's the constant, like, the little adjectives in this that make her seem, like, book smart, but really immature. Like, I felt like she was the the characterization of, like, she's mature for her age. And I just, I feel like she was only written as 21, technically, but all of her characterization is towards, like, minority. So she's technically adult, but she's coded in a way that she reads as so much younger than that, even though she is very book smart. So, and then when it comes to Sean, he, like, he feeds into that and makes it worse in the way that he talks to her when he says things like, have you ever unbuckled a man's belt before? Or what is it, Zennybug? What is it that makes you so sad? Or you weren't feeling good, were you? Sean's going to make you feel all better now. And those are like the way that he says those with all of those other (laughs) things that I was like, I can't. Because even there's a scene that I highlighted where he's picturing her and he says, maybe she's on her tummy with her feet kicking idly in the air. I picture her face creased in concentration, her mouth just this side of a pout, her slender figures fidgeting with a highlighter. If you swapped out highlighter for crayon, that would literally be the image of a child laying on the floor coloring. Uh, so I, Sean, I don't think like before this, he was like, oh, I only, he's not like a Leo. Like he only dates women that are, <laughs> that are t- like once they expire at the age of 26. But it's the combination of all of those things and the effort to make the book read as like very taboo that I think just pushed it over the edge. And where I was like, I can't, I can't enjoy this. <laughs> This is not, and there were a couple other things I I didn't like. The her most secret place, it's used no less than five times. It's not a secret. We know what it is. And then the, it was a really strong insta love too. So it was like a perfect storm of all kinds of stuff that I don't like. So overall, not for me. I gave it two stars because I think Sierra Simone is genuinely a really good writer, and I think the scenes with Sean and his family, especially with his mother dying in the hospital I know that sounds really bad but they were very moving and they were really well written but the romance I did not enjoy at all um so in the spicy scenes I gave it like two peppers because technically they were spicy but I didn't enjoy any of them (laughs) so it feels like I don't know I feel like I feel like I have to give it a pepper rating but I didn't really want to put any I mean I to me I usually do the peppers if it helps, I usually rate my peppers not so much on, like, my enjoyment of it or just I usually use it as a barometer of, like, a more generic, like, what is the spice level for people to know? Not necessarily, like, 
how into it I was, but maybe I've been doing it wrong the whole time. I, I treat but it I the like same there way. Are ones like I didn't enjoy that I've given like a higher pepper, not necessarily because I enjoyed the spice, but because it was spicier, like more explicit spice kind of thing. It's so all subjective mine is more anyway. Like a, I'm mine, a mess. Yeah, mine is more subjective. So what were your, because I know there's going to be a huge difference here. What was your final rating yes. of... So mine, this was a reread for me, which also is new for us because usually I feel like this they're like a second read for you and a first read for me. That's true. This, um, is, this is different on many levels. So I did slightly lower my rating this time from a four to a three and a half. So still like not much of a difference. I still really enjoyed it. Um, I did really like Sean Bell. I found the like... Like, that's that's like, fine. More Bell for you. Yes. Um, I, I liked I'll Sean Bell. I'll take that Bell. Hot idiot Tyler. I liked, I liked more, uh, I liked Sean Bell more than I liked Tyler. I also like, I liked Zenny way more than I liked Poppy. I fucking hated Poppy. <laughs> um, I don't know if I was as mean about Poppy in my review of Priest as I'm going to be now, but I fucking hated Poppy. Well, that's I hated their post like, Midnight Mass. Yes. It, oh, midnight, midnight Mass changes. Yes. Like I, I wanted them to not end up together in the first book, but Midnight Mass, like I was like, I was right. <laughs> um, but for this, I was like, so to me, like when I first read this, it was like fresh off of Priest. So like, I, it gave me a lot of like things that I wanted from priests that I didn't get with like, I liked the communication. Oh God. It's like night and day between yeah, like and, and I, and also like, also cause I think in like romance in general, I like that. I like like when people are getting into a potentially like kinky relationship, like I like having those boundaries and that, com- and that conversation about the boundaries. And I think I like seeing it done in a way where it can be hot and for me, the spicy scenes, like, I, there was definitely stuff in them that didn't work for me. Like, the pregnancy stuff, there were every once in a while, like, some, like, words and things that I was, like, not super into. But overall, like, the spice did really work for me. I, it read to me more like, a, like I said, like a daddy kink or like a, like, kind of like a, like, oh, my professor kind of kink thing. And a lot of the language to me didn't come off necessarily as, like, oh, minor coded, but more as, like, just standard words and phrases that are used in like in that kink genre or like those kind of fantasies um but so I really liked the spice I thought a lot of it was really hot I loved the sex toy use which I feel like we always get a sex toy and then it's never used or they just I see a drawer of it and then the drawer never is spoken of again check off the vibrator yes so like I liked that I liked their but and again like the second act breakup made no sense to me i was it was weird that i was Why? like you didn't you didn't entertain the idea that you could fall in love like you could that, develop feelings not a, a possible a possible a possible thing that could happen um i liked like the overall story i, I again like i was like that latent catholic guilt like i'm like oof i get that i feel like i experienced a lot of that like and it like the subconscious like stuff that's instilled with you from like Catholicism and like kind of having to realize that and grow out of that I thought was really interesting and the, yeah like the older sibling dynamic of like him like being the like overprotective like brother and then feeling like even like with his mom dying like or then like the whole thing with Zenny where he feels like oh her dying is me it's me like I or his and like or it was more his sister like his mom dying and then first his sister he took it on as like I failed them like this is like on me even though it's clearly not the whole bell family really just needs therapy um yeah yeah so like i overall like yeah i I liked the romance i like the and again it's not 
there are tropes that usually do not work for me. I'm usually not into, but for something, there was something about it, like from the beginning where like him, like him talking dirty to her, I was like, I want him to say this to me. So maybe that was more. <laughs> but I like, so I like, I enjoyed, I liked like the family stuff. Um, but yeah, like there were, like I said, like certain things didn't work for me. And I, I was really bothered by the fact that in the end, like he finds God where I kind of wanted me it too. to be. I forgot to mention yeah, that. Like, I, I did, just let him be an atheist. Yeah. Like I wanted him to, yeah, I wanted him to like, I wanted it to be okay of like, Hey, like I, I wanted, I would have liked it better if he came to a place where he was accepting of other, like, I don't have, I don't believe in this, but I'm accepting of your faith, which I think is like a good way to be. And, but I feel like it just promotes this stereotype and like, propaganda of like oh you can't be a good person or you can't get better or improve yourself without god or religion which i think is bullshit and i think it's a harmful stereotype like i don't think there's anything wrong with having faith and believing in god even if like it's not something i do personally but yeah to have that like oh like oh you just have to and and also again like it was the same with priests where like there are these moments where it's like the spice and then like, oh, it's a religious experience and God is, God created fucking. So he's here with us or, or they're here with us. And I was like, miss me, just fuck. Like, I don't need, I don't need God. I don't need everything to be a religious experience in a book like that has like religion as a taboo. Yeah. So yeah, again, like I was like, I overall, like I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the spicy scenes. I think if you have, like if, again, if you have a daddy kink, this is for you. They, even though they don't exclusively say, she never calls him daddy, but it like, it's a daddy kink. Um, like, uh, so my overall rating, I said, like, yeah, I went down from four to three and a half. I think also a little bit this time was like, I didn't necessarily, I was like, oh, I have to reread it. I'm reading for the podcast. And I wanted other things. So my mood readerness, I felt like a little resentful mm-hmm. of it. Um, but yeah, like some of the things I was like, oh, having to reread them. I was like, oh yeah. And the, the breakup, I was like, this makes no sense. Um, but overall, like I still enjoyed it. I, I thought it was fun. Um, so I gave it a three and a half. And then Peppers, I gave a four because, because it was very spicy. And for me, the scenes were very hot. And I was very into them. Um, but I do, I do agree that I think like something like this, like I think, it, I guess maybe priest was, but because I'm a heathen, it didn't seem as taboo for me. Whereas <laughs> this one feels like I'm like, okay, it seems like it's more obviously going to be it's multiple more levels. Like, it's going to be taboo. more, de- it's going to be more divisive. Yeah, I, I would I, love I, I to I know realize, what other people thought yes, about it, like I truly, had, where people fell on the spectrum of. Yeah, of and this I book. had, I had a realization while you were giving your review. I think I had thought it when I was reading, but I think part of it is also my fanfic upbringing where like I read a lot of fanfic growing up and a lot of it was like Buffy and Spike or Dr. And Rose. So like a lot of the Buffy and Spike ones are written like because like he's a vampire. So it does a lot of the age gap stuff. So some of the things I was like, Oh, I like, I've like, I've been there, done that with fan fiction. So it didn't even phase me where maybe if I came to it, like I hadn't had that experience. I was like, Oh, like, some of it reminded me of fanfic. Oh, yeah. You know, I thought about this in the context of, like, we see a lot of age gap in fantasy. Like, huge age yeah. gap between, like, gods and goddesses and, like, immortal beings and stuff. Which doesn't jump out as me. But I think it's also because, because everyone is just treated, like... Yeah. Like, they, oh, like, you're an adult. Like, there's no, like, li- there's no, like, little... 
Yeah, and I think fantasy, like, a lot of those usually does the opposite, where they are like, oh, we created this major age gap, but we're just going to pretend it doesn't exist. Yes. Like, it's It's very different. It's just there in theory. So this caught me off guard with with not enjoying it to the the extent that I did. But now that... (laughs) Now that we've had a a really hearty debate, is there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about? Mostly, I I don't know if we did talk about this, but I mostly want to say, like, I'm really enjoying getting to be the nicer one for books. (laughs) Like, because I felt like for a whole year, I was the meanie, I was the down, and I'm like, yes, I get to be, I I like things. (laughs) I'm really hoping Aiden pulls through for us, though. I'm looking, I'm still looking forward to the next one. I feel like this is, this has happened to me with now two Sierra Simone series, though, where I am obsessed with the first book. I think it's amazing. And then I read the second one and I'm like, well, fuck. I hate everything. So, I, so uh, I didn't have so this. holding out for yeah. the third. I well, guess we'll see. I was like, even though the like, I feel like that second one. I won't say what it. But I'm like, it was more that I'm like, I was really into the second one. I love the second one, and there is a twist at the end, and it fucking ruined it for me. And it's I a kink to, that's not for me. I, yes, and it was. It's a it's a kink that's also not for me, and I agree with you on. And I tried to move, push forward. And I was like, no, it. I think it might have ruined the series for me, and I don't know if I'll finish it. Yep. So, well, <laughs> friends, that's it for Sinner. Again, please tell us, let us know what you thought about this. I love debating this with you. I yes, think this, this was is really so fun. Because um, we clearly had some some varying opinions here, and we'd love to get more in the mix. So I guess we'll see if the trend continues, because we'll be back in two weeks with Saint, the last in the Priest series of, like, proper standalone novels there's obviously like there's gloria if you really liked the sean zenny story there's like a three chapter did you read that hell no oh i was like (laughs) i didn't read it no i was like as soon as the epilogue was like to me i was like even as soon as the epilogue was that she was pregnant i was like i'm good i don't it's their wedding night i was like i'm i'm done so so you can read gloria though just fuck then maybe i will read that but i feel like I feel like I feel like they're gonna princess trap me. Where that was like one word, like I was like, "Ooh, there's a bonus epilogue," and I suck. I like went and like I was like, "I'm gonna seek this out," and I downloaded it and I read it, and I was like, "This is a fucking print." It, not only is it about like she was fully pregnant, like about to give birth, and it basically caused her to give birth, and ugh. Not for me. Again, not yeah. for me. Cool if it's for you though. Yes, uh, like I, I feel like it. It is in a lot of romance, so it clearly has a market. Yes. I think that ones were that's one we're in the minority on. Well, we're also child free by choice. Yes, and that's plan true. and plan to say that way. So, like, we, our opinions are very much based in yeah. our lifestyles. So, yes, if you fair enough have had children um, and have been in those situations, that could be very hot for you. And yeah, if so, please that's enjoy. A good point. Please enjoy. Um, so yeah, so if you're reading with us, we'll be back on June 15th with Saint. Aiden seems like a hot disaster, so I'm hoping this one is going to be fun. But And, and it's a gay romance, which and I'm it excited is. for. Me too. I thought, like, I feel like going into the series, when I realized it was about all the brothers, I just assumed, like, oh, like, oh, it's gonna, they're all going to be, like, they're all going to meet different women, it's going to be Bridgerton. But then when I was like, wait, <gasps> I feel like Sierra Simone's like, more, of a a Katie, romance, uh, more of a Katie Robert where... Yes. There's a, there's always at least going to be one queer story, maybe more, which is great. Yeah. We, well, I think we love that's to see. I learned later cuz going into it like when we first read Priest like that was the first thing I had ever read by her and I yeah. didn't know anything else, so I feel like I was wrong. I was glad to be wrong. It's been quite a journey. And so. I can't admit when I'm wrong, contrary to what it sounds like. <laughs> 
there's no wrong here though it's just like no, how no, he felt about something i didn't i don't think i didn't mean about the opinion for this book i just meant what it sounds like in general oh. not that wasn't a call out on you with, with our opinions on this oh book. yeah no i'm with you there i, I no no being, i feel like <laughs> being right though is like a special type of high for me i i mean i the if it's been stated on here that I am a Virgo, so like few things out. Like I'm just the firstborn. Being and told, I... being right is like the closest I could get to an orgasm. <laughs> just with just like a casual, orgasm. yeah. So that's I, I'm a Virgo son. So anyway, we will see you all and in two weeks. Um, but until then, read what you love and, and fuck, fuck the rest. rest. If you enjoyed Shelf Pleasure, please feel free to bookmark us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, or like our page on Facebook at Shelf Pleasure Pod. For questions, concerns, or recommendations on future books, please email us at shelfpleasurepod at gmail.com.